Welcome to YFC Now with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. Well, we've talked many times on this show about how kids are challenged today, maybe now more than ever, with broken families, uh, the challenges of our economy, uh, of moral values, and, and uh, the breakdown of the family. And so the question I have today is, how does Jesus strengthen kids to face these trials? How does he shore up kids, even in the midst of broken families and broken situations? How does he help them and walk through the valley with them and draw them toward himself? We're going to answer that question. In fact, my guest today will address that directly. And I'm Ed Kaczmarek, the Executive Director of Fresno Madero Youth for Christ. So glad to be a part of this ministry and so thankful for the staff and volunteers and the supporters who make this ministry happen. It's been going on for over 65 years in the Fresno Madera area, and we continue to go strongly and boldly into our community to reach kids for Christ. Thank you for your help and your prayer and your, your interest and your care for kids. Without your care, there are a lot of kids who would not uh, be influenced by a loving adult who shows them the light of Christ. And uh, isn't that how we all met Christ is through the word, through someone telling us the, the good news that was brought to us, that was presented through a friend or through a speaker. And uh, that's all we're trying to do is get the good news, the great news in the hands of kids. And they need him and they need him uh, as much as ever. Today, we're going to talk to uh, a guest uh, her name is Allie. This is a young lady who uh, graduated from college recently, and uh, we talked with Danielle last week, who was an intern with a partner of ours, uh, InterVarsity, and uh, the Fresno Institute for Urban Leadership, FIFL. And we've had a couple of interns this summer um, from FIFL to work with kids here in the Lowell area. And so one of the things that we do, uh, part of Youth for Christ ministry, is providing different platforms for reaching kids. And we love to have interns uh, come on board with us. It's a great way to mix it up and find new partners and learn and expand and grow. And that's exactly what we did this past summer with our uh, wonderful interns from FIFL. And so you'll hear from Allie a little bit later today. I just wanted to mention that um, a lot of people have asked me lately, what are teens facing today? Uh, I've I've been uh, spoken in a couple of churches and some Bible studies just about uh, what is teen culture like today. And I don't know, uh, even though I've been in youth ministry for over 20 years, and I've, uh, I've mentioned on this show I've had my own foster kids. I've worked with uh, teenagers in that regard. I've um, lived with foster teens and as well as uh, my foreign exchange student, Casper, um, and then uh, working in high schools and middle schools, uh, where are teens at today? Well, I do know this. I know the culture is changing. I know that uh, it continues to change. And I think perhaps the biggest factor that stands out in my mind is that kids today are fragmented. They are segmented. They're separated from one another. And what separates them is the huge volume, the huge amount of distractions I would say that that's the, maybe one of the biggest factors. 30 years ago, there were not nearly the number of distractions in young people's lives as there are today. And the, the distractions come in the form of, for example, 
200 to 500 to 1,000 cable stations on the television. I remember back in my day, and I'm not all that old, I'm not 50 yet, but I remember having three stations on the television. And our TV was broken down, so I had even less than that. Because in those days, you had to call a television repairman rather than just throw it out and go get a new one at uh, Costco or Walmart. Uh, I think uh, the Internet, of course, has fragmented and segmented our society. There's so much to do on the Internet. You shop on the Internet. You uh, surf on the Internet. You get your entertainment. You watch additional movies and videos. There's always some trendy video or joke or uh, caption that's being sent around on the Internet that takes our time and it takes our interest and our attention. People are involved in products. It's a consumer mentality. I'm not saying that, um, you know, uh, supply and demand is bad and that our system is wrong, but we as individuals have to guard from being overly absorbed into the material things that we can purchase and use and the tools that we can buy and, and, uh, play with. For example, our cell phones can do a hundred different tasks. You could spend all day looking at your cell phone. And in fact, I think if you uh, drive by a high school today, you'll see a lot of teenagers with their head down, their neck tilted, looking at their cell phone because they're texting their friends who are just across campus. They are uh, sending thousands of texts a month and they're involved on their devices. And, and that's how they are you know, that's where their attention goes. Um, I was talking to an older friend who was involved in YFC, my friend Alan. He was remembering back when you could go on a campus and say, hey, we're going to have a speak out. In today's lingo, a speak out would be a chance for kids to uh, share their opinion publicly. And if you went on campus and said there was going to be a speak out, 75 or 100 kids would show up to do that. And there was a group mentality. There was uh, unity as far as uh, groups, and and it was easy to pull groups together. There weren't a lot of options, in fact, 30, 40 years ago. And so whenever something was happening, everybody wanted to get involved. Well, today it's very different. There are so many different uh, opportunities and options. It's as if the pieces of the pie have multiplied. There's way more pieces of the pie to choose from for things you can do, whether it's on campus, off campus, before, after school, even during school, so that kids have so many choices that they're almost overwhelmed and so much technology that they're absorbed in their technology rather than in relationships. Uh, this friend of mine, Alan, uh, told me a great uh, story about how he remembers back in the day when they would do marches or protests on some political issue or you know, have big group rallies. Um, you know, 40 years ago. Well, recently he went to Walmart and there was a an area taped off with yellow tape, a kind of a police area, and there were about 50 kids sitting on the pavement there. And Alan got excited and, and thought this might be a uh, some kind of protest, that these young people were coming together to be involved in a protest and make a statement and have a purpose and a calling here. And so he was curious. He asked the, the kids, hey, is this a sit-in? And one of the kids said, well, what do you mean? What's that? And he said, well, is this a protest? Is this a, uh, some kind of political statement? What are you all doing here? And one of the kids said back to him, no, we're waiting for the new Xbox that's on sale. Well, this 
my friends, I think <laughs> illustrates a change in culture. And it really kind of says, uh, tells a lot about teens today. And I'm not saying that all teens are negative, not by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm saying that the general culture is absorbed into the products and, and toys and tools of our generation and is very fascinated with getting involved in those things and using those uh, to communicate electronically, but not to build relationships person, personally and face-to-face. Well, back to our situation today. Our internships, our programs, our clubs at Youth for Christ, whether it's high school, middle school, or even our local um, work with elementary and older kids in the Lowell area, these are opportunities to build relationships. And I've said it before, our Campus Life Clubs Still to this day, what kids need is face-to-face relationships, and our clubs provide that opportunity. It is precious, it's sweet, and it's necessary. So that's why we keep pressing on, even in this culture, to give kids the opportunity to have relationships, one-on-one and in small groups, with caring adults, with Christians. So I want to go to this uh, short interview with Allie, and uh, you'll learn a little bit more about this young lady and a, a young leader in our community and how she worked with kids at Lowell, and watch for uh, how she talked about how Jesus strengthens kids in their point of need. Here's Allie. All right, so I'm here with Allie, and we're talking today about some of the ministry that Allie does and her connection to Youth for Christ. Welcome, Allie. Hi. Glad to have you here. Um, Allie, we talked to Danielle last week, and we talked to her about you know, the fact that she was here with Youth for Christ on an internship with InterVarsity. And I know you're with InterVarsity as well, a great partner of ours. And InterVarsity works towards building leaders. So maybe tell me just a snippet about the fact that you're on staff at InterVarsity, what, how, what you do with InterVarsity. Yeah, so I work with um, college students at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. So um, it's a lot of just um, connecting with students and um, growing them in their relationship with Jesus and it is a lot of leadership development. We do a lot of that. Um, and I, me specifically, part of my role is working with our ethnic-specific ministries. So um, that's something that we have at Cal Poly to um, create a place for um, students of all backgrounds to know Jesus. And um, so that's a lot of what I do, uh, as well as leadership development and um the Fresno Urban Internship is um, part of my job in six, for six weeks in the summer. Um, it's, it's a lot of like leadership development, developing students as urban leaders. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a real challenge for mm-hmm. them and for me too, but it's so good what happens here. But it's part of your job, but you're also now an intern with Youth for Christ. So tell me how that happened and how that works for you. Yeah, so... With the Fresno Urban Internship, um, students and staff are placed at different nonprofits throughout the city. So um, Danielle and I were placed here with Youth for Christ, and other students are working with like the Fresno Rescue Mission, with uh, Fresno Street Saints, so a bunch of different um, nonprofits. And so this is where we are, and we kind of do whatever needs to be done, whatever we're asked. Um, and uh, it, for us, it's been with City Life. Sure. And City Life, again, uh, is our ministry to kids in the urban setting. We typically work around the Lowell neighborhood, but we've also got uh, occasionally different things going on in different neighborhoods like the Jefferson neighborhood or um, 
we work with youth around Edison High and so on. But um, what has been your experience here with City Life? Just kind of top of the, top of the mind thoughts of connecting with City Life at Youth for Christ. What's it been like for you? Yeah, um, it's it's been different every summer I've been here. I've worked with different agencies, so it's it's kind of great being able to see different um, ways of doing ministry, different. Um, people that are reached, um, cause last year I was working a lot with kids. So this year it's been more with teenagers and, um, it's basically, we just open up the garage and hang out and get to know the kids or the teenagers who come in. Um, and it, it's, it's been, um, kind of, there's some people who come consistently, but it's been, um, probably like five to 10 and, uh, it's been a lot of teenage boys so uh we just get to know them as by playing ping pong we've been making quesadillas together and Mm -hmm. sometimes we watch movies and um yeah just slowly building up a relationship um with them and asking them questions Mm -hmm. yeah well a lot of what we do we we definitely talk about relationship and and relational evangelism Mm -hmm. And what would you, where would you say that you've benefited from building these relationships? I know it's been a short time for you, only five or six weeks, but where do you think you've benefited and been blessed by building relationships? Yeah, it's, I, I just always love um, being able to get a snapshot of the um, students or the teenagers' worlds and uh, to just be able to see and hear kind of um, what their lives are like and um, and you can kind of see the ways that, um, yeah, that, that God could be there or ways that, um, that they need him. Um, and I think it's just been like, uh, it's different for every kid. It's, you never know how much time you're going to get with them or who's going to come or when, but, and so you just kind of have to be open to whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be flexible. Yeah. Well, you've been in urban ministry. You're with InterVarsity. Obviously, you've had experience in urban ministry, and now you've been with Youth for Christ this summer with these particular kids. What do you think teens are facing, especially in the urban setting? What are teens facing today that maybe folks in our listening audience need to know or may may not be aware of? Mm-hmm. Um, it. I think that the thing that comes up most (laughs) with um, kids in this neighborhood or um, in inner city areas is that life is um, very, they're they're dealing with things that I don't like, I didn't deal with growing up and they're going back to home situations that are really hard and heartbreaking and um, there's not structure support for them a lot of the time. Um, not everyone, but a lot of the time. And there could be like drugs and alcohol around more, um, missing parents or step parents a lot of the time. And it, it can be kind of, um, chaotic, mm-hmm. um, which you can imagine makes it hard to do schoolwork or, you know, to, um, to focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That there's a lot of, um, just things that they need to deal with. And, and a lot of times that means like either trying to block it out or be distracted in some other way. Mm -hmm. 
because it's it's hard. Yeah. Do you can you think of a situation maybe without using a kid's last name? Is there a kid that you've run across or you built a relationship or you found out a situation and it was particularly heartbreaking or challenging? Yeah. There was a girl who uh, it was actually the first day that we were here who came in and she was like 13 and um, she'd been someone who I think has been around so it's, she's not someone who it was her first day here um, and she had like a little tiny baby like two months old and it wasn't her child but it was someone who had been living with her family's baby and she was just telling us like how this baby's basically like neglected and mm. mistreated and um, like the mom is not taking care of her it's like a really young mom and she was just like frustrated she's like I have to babysit because the mom will just leave and so then I'm left with this two month old baby and wow. um, she's just like yeah very much mistreats the baby and she's like it's it's that's what it was for her like mm -hmm. that's what life was like for her in her home mm -hmm. with this baby um, and she's like 13 Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah it's just hard to to see that and she didn't want to like be telling on the mom it was hard to know how to deal with that but she's like it's it's not right yeah <laughs> that this is happening well and sometimes we run across situations that literally are uh like this could be life-threatening and or endangering to the kids and you know we've uh on our staff we know that we're mandated reporters by the mm -hmm. state sometimes we have to turn in those reports to ch cps child yeah. protective services yeah. and you know it can be pretty heartbreaking because we are in relationship with these kids and then we find ourselves being really uh having to report things mm -hmm. and it can end up i mean obviously it's for the safety of the kids and mm -hmm. so we want to do that but it can be really tough because we're interfering in that direction of that family, mm -hmm. the trajectory that that family is going. But we know that there are times when it's right to do that. Mm -hmm. So we want to always protect the kids. Um, you know, Allie, as you share Christ with these kids, what can Jesus do for them? In other words, I mean, obviously I believe in the gospel and I believe in the transformation of Jesus Christ. What's going to happen in their lives if they get to know Jesus Christ and in some of these desperate situations? Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, just last week we had our vacation Bible school and there was a lot of kids and I was with the 7th and 8th grade girls um, who decided that they wanted to become Christians or wanted to be baptized and um, there was one girl who didn't end up getting baptized but she was just talking to me. She's just like, I want to change, like I need to change and um, that just because life is so hard and chaotic at home but she's like, I, I don't want that to be it. You know, like I don't, there has to be more than that. And I know that I have a part in it. And I, I never really got the chance to talk more with her because this was like the last day. But um, just thinking about the ways that, that Jesus can strengthen her <laughs> to be able to, to face the things in her life that are going on um, that can give her hope and um, the ability to, to not fall into those things in her future <laughs> um, that her mom and aunts and everything have fallen into and um, yeah just be able to uh, 
see her life is not just going down <laughs> mm-hmm. and to see um, ways that, that Jesus can fill her up and mm-hmm. um, find other people who are also Christians who can support her and so she doesn't feel alone. Um, I think that that's very much needed for a lot of these kids. Mm-hmm. Now, what college are you at? Cal Poly. At San Cal Luis Poly Obispo. in San Luis Obispo. And so what do you think you'll do when you graduate? I actually graduated already. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and what's your degree in? I was a history major. Okay. So how does history connect with your urban ministry? And what are you going to do? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I graduated in 2010. And um, I thought I was going to teach. That was the plan. But um, God had some other plans. And... Um, I came on staff with the university, so this is my full-time job. Um, and I graduated from Cal Poly, so now I work where I graduated from. And um, it's it's kind of funny because sometimes people ask that, like, what does my major have to do with my current job? But I think it actually, uh, I've used it, especially when I'm um, writing talks or um do it during Bible study, I am using a lot of the things that I was trained in in my major to like find different sources and bring them together and in writing and in um, researching. Um, and I think the part of the reason I really liked my major was because it was all about stories and people's stories and how people how things got the way they are, and that's really important <laughs> with ministry too, mm-hmm. finding mm-hmm. out why things got the way that they are. Um, and that people's histories and stories are really important. That's really great. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, Ellie, I think that's really about all we have time for. And I just want to thank you for your ministry here, at Youth for Christ, and your ministry through uh, University and reaching kids for Christ. Yeah, thank you. So thanks for being here. Well, it's really great to have young ladies like Ellie and, and young men and women come and join us in the ministry. So we're so thankful for uh, Ellie and others. We also have. Uh, an internship or a volunteer opportunity called Overflow, where we've had juniors and seniors in high school come and be a part of the ministry of Youth for Christ and learn to give back and learn to bless elementary and middle school kids through the ministries that we offer to the younger kids. And in this way, we're building leaders. We believe very much in building Christian leaders as we reach unchurched kids and kids who need to hear about Jesus for the first time. It's, it's all part of the process, and we want to continue to grow the ministry through the young leaders and the, the young Christians who we meet. And uh, that's a part of the process. If you also know uh, someone or you yourself want to volunteer with us, again, please do contact us because we need more and more adults to be present in the lives of kids and to be volunteers with us. You can call us at 237-4741 or go to our website, yfcnow.org. want to just uh, mention again, I think I've mentioned it before, but coming up in October, kind of an exciting fundraising event that we've got, a little bit different from anything we've done before. October 25th and 26th, we will have our comedy night, uh, comedy cafe, we're going to call it, fundraising event. We have Bob Stromberg, a nationally known comedian, just a great uh, clean content comedian, coming in to share with with our uh, uh, group, and we're going to have kind of a coffee cafe set up where I'll have dessert and coffee, and Bob will do his act, and it'll be hilarious. It'll be a great time. 
Of course, we'll get an opportunity to present the story of Youth for Christ, and we will strongly ask for support through this fundraising event. But uh, the event itself will be free so that uh, we can give people the opportunity to hear about and see visually what we do and hear testimonies about the ministry. That's October 25th and 26th, the YFC Comedy Cafe uh, coming up. And we'd love to have you call and make reservations. Again, free of charge to get into the event, but we want you to be ready to make a pledge to support this ministry. It's so important. There just aren't many folks out there reaching the thousands and thousands of kids who are unchurched. They say 80% of our young people are not attending church. We need to reach them, and together I think we can. Well, God bless you. Thank you for your support, and thanks for listening. Take care. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our youth.